0: Praise our God. Sounds like in that household that they have something to thank God for. They won't complain because God has been so good to them. And we won't complain because God has been so good to us. I thank God this morning for the Harrison Burrell do it and back up in the background, praising God from Reverend Robert Burrell. We know that God has brought them from a mighty long way. God has lifted them out of the issues of COVID 19. God has blessed them to come back uh, with a vengeance, giving God praise like never before and so we thank god for what he has done in that household and and how he has brought them i i praise god because he could have done it the other way you know things didn't have to turn out so well but it just took just a little bit of time and a little bit of god's love and he touched that household and blessed everyone there so that they could come back and give him even more praise so we praise God this morning for what he has done. We won't complain. No, we wanna we feel like it. We think about it. We we talk like we want to, but we don't really want to complain because God has been too good to us to complain. So we thank him, we thank him, we thank him. Let me uh before I get started with my part of this sermon, let me just make a quick correction. Uh, When I heard 20, I was thinking that I was right on the money with telling Pastor I about my anniversary. But in actuality, I've been preaching for 18 years because I started in the year 2002 in the spoken word ministry. And I have been playing uh, probably next month Uh, in the uh, music ministry, playing and and doing the things in music ministry for 49 years uh, in November. So that's a lot of time in the service of the Lord. I praise God for what he has done for me and how he has kept me going throughout my seasons of life to ensure that his uh, service is done. So just wanted to make that quick correction. So let us get into the word. There's no better word um, that, that we can talk about. No better place to be than in God's word. And so we're looking at the first Chronicles 19, scripture one through five. And I just like to say, God, we do bless your name for, allowing us to come to you without complaint, to be able to come to you and say thank you for all the things that you have done for us. God, we thank you that you have allowed us to come with words of wisdom, come with words of plenty, come with words that allow for your grace and your glory to be shown throughout our congregation and our friends worldwide. God, we bless you right now In the mighty name of Jesus, that the words of our mouth and the things that we say and do out of the meditations of our heart, when they come out, that they will be pleasing and acceptable Mm -hmm. in your sight. Nothing crazy, but just pleasing and acceptable unto you. God, we bless you. In Jesus' name we pray. If you'll allow me, I want to just reread the scripture uh, text from the more message Bible this morning. And it said in the message Bible, just so it will be just a slight bit clearer, I think you may have gotten it, but this one also explains it in plain language. And it said sometime after this, Nahash king of the Ammonites died and his son succeeded him as king. David said, I'd like to show some kindness to Hanun son of Nahash. Treat him as well and as kindly as his father treated me. So David sent condolences about his father's death. And, uh, but David's servants uh, arrived, when they arrived in the Ammonite country and came to Hanan to bring condolences, the Ammonite leaders warned Hanan, do you for a minute Suppose that David is honoring your father hmm. by sending you comforters. Don't you know that he sent these men to snoop around the city hmm. and size it up so he can capture it? Don't you know that? Don't you know? So Hanan was listening and uh, and he decided he seized David's men and shaved them clean according. To Chronicles, and he cut off their robes halfway up their buttocks. Y'all know what buttocks are, and sent them packing after he had cut them, uh, their robes. When this was all reported to King David, he sent someone to meet them, for they were seriously humiliated, seriously. Humiliated. Keep that word in the back of your mind. The kind the king told them, stay in Jericho until your beards grow out, and only then come back. So I just want to let you know that this is a part of our series that Pastor Iantha began for us last week, where she identified the subject burdens of uh, burdens, Colin, our problem, God's remedy, burdens, our problem, God's remedy, because our burdens, which are synonymous to our problems, are weighty and cause us to look troubled, worried, and become defeated, and even become dejected. I don't know about you this morning, but I will tell you that I felt All of those over these years that I've been celebrating life. Overall, they are conditions that we can carry throughout our lives that God never meant for us to carry. Amen. Somebody out there. God didn't mean for us to carry these kinds of things. So this morning we'd like to talk to you from the subject: no shame in our game. No shame in our game. Let me tell you something, it is a shame what's going on in this world today, Pastor. Mm -hmm. It is a shame what is going on even in this country today and it has been a shame that some things that have happened to us and we ask God to remove the stigma but yet we still hold on to it, we carry the shame. It's just a shame any way you look at it right now and as we look at the text today it reminds us of the shame we all have may have may have had at a time or another shame is the burden and was the burden of humiliation and Satan desires to ensure that all of God's children stay humiliated did you hear me? Oh. Uh, particularly as we look to the outside world. And just so you know, shame is not the same thing as guilt. We'll talk about that one in another message. So there was a guy that uh, I ran across named Ed Welch, who is a professor and author of a an article called Shame Interrupted. Mm-hmm. He says that guilt's message is, I did something bad and needs justification and forgiveness. We can see that. But shame's message on the other hand is I am bad. Huh. And there needs to be an identity shift. He continues to say that shame lingers on and is something that feels like it is welded onto us. Y'all have seen well, weld well, things they hold together. He says shame is just like that. The burden of shame, not only the painful feeling of humiliation, but it's also known as the painful feeling of distress. Let me raise my hand, because I know about the painful feeling of distress. Uh, And it is caused by either wrong behavior or foolish behavior. We all have had some part in that as well. If I don't, I believe that or you don't believe that let me tell you keep on living because you will find it as you go on and so we that we commit our uh ourselves and, and we commit us to embarrass ourselves that's what this is all about we will want you to know that since god has the remedy to our burdens in this case shame. That we need to leave the burden of shame with the Savior and move on from there. God wants us to remedy the shame by leaving it at the root, at the foot of the cross. Another artist, uh, Emily Medill, says in her article, Releasing Shame to Reclaim Your Self-Work, says that every time you hear someone else tell their shame story, if you are hanging on to your own, you will believe with all your might that your shame is worse than theirs. And if you are hanging on to your shame, she says you are right. If you're hanging on to your shame, you are right that you will believe that your shame is worse than hers. But similarly, you may also tell yourself that your shame isn't as bad as someone else's. Mm. And therefore trick yourself into believing it is okay to keep your shame hidden. Just remember though, it is the hanging on that makes shame hurt us over and over. It's never the content of the shame, Mm -hmm. it's the hanging on to it and it hurts us over and over and over again that part that has already happened, uh, that's all over now, and it's okay to let it go. I hope we got some witnesses out there. God is telling us, let it go. Let that go. Let that shame go. Since shame makes us feel like we can never feel like we are as good as we are, or we are not as good or we should be. We're not good enough or can't possibly measure up in a positive way. We have a tendency to hide our shame in our own darkness.
1: Ah, yeah. You talking? Yeah, yeah, yeah. We hide
0: it. We hide it because we don't want anybody to see the shame. Well, where God came to make sure that we could do better than that. We don't have to worry about the shame, but we do. We do. We do. And so, let me. here I am talking to you right now. Perhaps you are still holding on to the shame experience when your relationship broke up. Mm. Uh, maybe I'm on somebody's street. Maybe I shouldn't go there. But, but uh, you know, sometimes we got to get to where the real issues are. Maybe you are still hanging on to the shame from your childhood. Whatever your shame area was, you're holding on to it. Some people never grow up because they're still holding on to shame that happened 40, 50, 60 years ago. Or you are perhaps holding on to the shame of being pushed aside and dropped like a hot potato on your job. Oh, yeah, yeah, I know some of y'all are still working full-time jobs and you've been pushed aside. Let's, Let's talk about that one just a little bit. Yeah, you were on the fast track. But some other fast tracker yeah. came along uh-huh. faster uh-uh. than you, and they promoted them. They even probably wanted you to train them, but they didn't promote you, and you were so ashamed around your coworkers, and you you just didn't know what to do. But God is saying to you, "Don't hang on to that. Don't let the shame." Of it all keep you from enjoying life, mm-hmm. even enjoying your job. I'm gonna get out of the way in a minute because the other real preacher is gonna come for a few minutes. She hates for me to say yeah, that, I do. but I love it when I hear her preach the word. Perhaps you took the walk of shame
1: mm.
0: from being a drunkard or a Woo. drug abuser. Oh, uh, yeah. yeah, some people are, uh, know back in their history. What they did, they did the walk of shame. What about being a foul mouth, cussing person? Or perhaps you had a, a pregnancy much earlier than you intended, some time ago. And it wasn't all the woman's fault, it was the man's fault, too. Oh, we all know that many of these can be great walks of shame experiences. But Jesus said, Jesus our Savior says uh, to cast your cares on him. First, ah. Peter 5 and 7, cast your cares on him. In other words, these burdens are just temporary because Jesus. God has the remedy for these problems. And in the end, there is no shame in our game. I hope you heard me. Well, Pastor Keith, you why won't there be any shame in my game? That's the question and here is the answer because Romans 8 and one says, there is now no condemnation for those who are in Christ Jesus. And Romans eight twenty eight says, for we know that all things, some things but all things work together for the good of them who love the Lord. Do I have a witness out there in virtual land? I hope I do. Because as a result, if you keep listening to those scriptures, that will tell you that there should be no shame in our game. But, Pastor, uh, can you tell me if there is anything else that lets me know that there will be no shame in my game? Well, 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 the Bible says in Romans 1 16, We are not ashamed of the gospel of Jesus Christ, for it is the power of God for salvation to everyone who believes. In other words, believers don't have to carry any shame. All you got to do is believe and you can lose the shame. Isaiah 54 and 4 says, Fear not, for you will not be ashamed or disparate. Oh, I'm so glad that even in the midst of it all, you don't have to worry about being ashamed. You don't have to worry about being disgraced. Even how bad it got, you can still conclude that you will not be disgraced because God is watching over us. Be not confounded. You will not, you will forget the shame of your youth. What happened a long, long time ago will be able to be wiped away. That's good news because God is providing the remedy to our problems. First Corinthians 10 and 13, I hope you're paying attention to these scriptures, says that God is faithful. Yes, he is. And he will not let you be tempted beyond your ability. But with temptation, we're talking about the shame now, is trying to become a lingering part of your life with the temptation, he will provide a way of escape. E-S-C-A-P-E, hallelujah, for the escape. That ought to be a shocking point right now. Somebody needed to be able to escape their issues, and escape their problems, and escape how people were talking about them, and escape how they were looking at them all funny, how they had so much shame in their game, but God had the remedy, God said, do this, and and, and and you don't have to worry about being shameful. God's remedy to this burden is to provide a way of escape. I've seen it happen. And so you don't have to have to carry shame because the light of the gospel, <laughs> hey, the good news of Christ, uh-huh. helps to free God's people from the grip of shame. Oh, so you can get away from the embarrassment. Hallelujah. You can get away from that distress that the devil is trying to put on you to hold you down. Yes, you can get away. You can get away from scandal. Hallelujah. And you can get away from being downhearted about your past mistakes. Why? Because God has said it in his word so that there will be no shame in our game. Can I get a witness out there? I hope you heard me. There will be no shame in our game. Come on, Pastor I, and talk to us a little
1: more. Oh, boy. Hang on just a second here, because my thing here is trying to get in the way and impede the flow. We can't have anything getting in the way of the word amen somebody 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 well well you know if we just would take a look at the portion of the scriptural text uh, today that uh, I read in the NLT and Pastor Keith read um in the message version of the bible you can see where there was really uh, an attempt to place great shame on david's men and these were men uh pastor keith uh, who went on a mission of peace and goodwill uh, really when it gets down to it david's men were simply headed to see uh, hanging uh, with a card and some food, really. In our day, isn't that how we show up mm-hmm. when we go to tell somebody we're sorry for the loss uh, of a family member or friend? Uh, we show up uh, in, in a way that says we are sorry, but, but somehow, some way, uh, the message was mixed up and misunderstood. Yes. And how many of you out there know that even when you are on a good mission with the right Motives that without any shame in your game, that somehow those things can get turned around and somebody tries to inflict shame on you or turn what you did into something that it was not. And since people really can be shameless, we see it every day when we turn on the television. We are presented with some shameless stuff. But just like back in David's Day, We can expect that this stuff will happen even in our time. But this morning, can we take a minute and just examine the text and see how we can dissect what was happening (coughs) to David and his men in that time that the chronicler wrote about. You see, David really was a leader. He was a Phenomenal leader, David, as his mishaps. David made his share mistakes, but David was a leader, and he was picked out of the line of his family to be the king when he was just a young lad, tending sheep in the, in the field. But, but David, while he was in this leadership mode, he decides that it would be a good thing, that it would be a right thing, to show some kindness to Hanun, the son of Nahash, who had already passed away. Uh, this was probably just a, a move uh, to set out uh, there's no shame in my game uh, and I want our relationship to remain firm and strong. Uh, your daddy was a friend of mine and he always was kind and loyal to me. Uh, so I extend some kindness and loyalty to you. No embarrassing moments, no shame just keeping the friendship uh, friendly. Yeah. Uh, and so David decided to send his messengers uh, or some of his ambassadors. Uh, and an ambassador is simply a representative uh, that was sent out uh, uh, to represent David. Uh, since yeah. David wasn't there or able to go himself, uh, he sent some men out uh, who could represent him. Uh, oh. But, 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 but Hanan had some advisors who I guess thought they were smart and they were figuring it out. And so they came back with this question to Hanan to say, do you really think that David is sending his people because he really wants to comfort you? Or is he sending them to spy out the land and to take over the land. Yes. In other words, some. Sus- Fiction rose up in the advisor's ark, which he relayed his message onto Hanan. And Hanan decided to believe the, the, the word of the advisor, and so they took David's men, they took David's servants, and they put them to shame in their game when they arrived. And how did they do it? Well, they did it by kind off their beards. Uh, Well, somebody might be scratching their head this morning uh, and saying, Pastor, I really don't get it. Um, What is really going on? Mm -hmm. Well, can I tell you, in order to understand the significance of the text, uh, you must understand the culture of the ancient Near East. You see, in the Semitic culture, that is in the Jewish culture, Mm -hmm. the beard had great significance significance uh, to the appearance of the man. Your your beard made a statement uh, about you as a man. Now, you know, like now we have symbols uh, that tell people something about us, uh, even before they know anything about us. Uh, Uh, And even in 2020, we we look at how well-groomed a man is. Come on, ladies in the house. Uh, But we also want to, people want to look at his height, amen, somebody. Mm -hmm. They want to look at his car, amen. Mm -hmm. They want to look at his job uh, or lack of, uh, and they want to see his house. Mm -hmm. They want to see if those things uh, don't measure up uh, Mm -hmm. uh, so we can kick him uh, quickly. Oh yeah, that's how we do. Somebody say that's 2020. Come on, Pat. And so in in, in our Jewish culture here, Uh the bearded men were men who were of honor and they had honor in the land. When you wore a beard, it was a source of your pride. The beard said that you were expected to be respected. All right. Oh, All come right. on somebody, come on somebody. So, cutting off the beard meant great harm and great disrespect yeah. to the man that David had sent. Yeah. Bringing Shame and a level of embarrassment and humiliation to these men, since such a dishonorable act had been placed upon them. That's the first thing. That's the first thing. Yeah. First thing they did. The first thing. The second thing they did. The second thing they did. Uh, 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 what, what was it? Was they uh, in, injected uh, much shame into the hearts of these men? Uh, because they subjected them to indecent exposure. Oh God! You know you get get locked up nowadays if you walk around and you're uh, indecently exposed, uh, uh, and that means if you are showing parts of your body that really ought to be uh, uh, in a private situation. Uh, uh, so 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 to do this, uh, uh, the, the the people had their robes cut off in into in, in the middle of. Their, their hind parts. Uh, uh-huh. Amen, somebody. And, and yeah. then they attempted, uh, they, they cut off their beard and they cut off their clothes uh, and then they attempted to send them away. I, I also want you to know that. Uh, for your for the scholars and, and for those who really read your bible that this same story is recorded in 2 Samuel uh-huh. and, and chapter 10 and, and verse number four tells us that instead of all of their beard being shaved off that the men's beards were half shaved off now you know oh. that, that that must have looked some kind of ridiculous too and it was a serious and a a shameful act on these men, whichever way it went, if they cut them in half or they cut them all off, either way, it brought such humiliation to these men. And so and, and so can we say that even in their culture uh, of cutting off somebody's clothes uh, uh, halfway uh, uh, up their uh, box uh, was a common way of, of degrading prisoners of war. Uh, so now, so now, so now these, these men, these men, they they, they, they feel bad, they, they, they look bad, they feel like no respect was due them. And so they carry out the shame. Oh, God, they they carried on the shame. But but David David had another thought. I'm I'm glad for David in the text this morning because he had another thought. Uh, uh, Just like God, uh, when when something comes uh, uh, around us uh, that that he wants to protect us from, uh, he will show up in a way uh, that we can't even realize. Uh, But but, but David, just like God, uh, showed such concern for them uh, when he got the message of what had happened to his uh, his messengers and so he said I got a way I got an idea I want you to stay back in Jericho I just want you to hide back there I don't, I don't want you to come home just yet uh, until your beards grow back and then you can return you see you see you see how David uh, had a way uh, he had a he had an idea he had a thought uh, that provided a way of escape from their shame. So there would be no shame in their game when they came back home. What David knew is that the shameful act that was done to them had no bearing on the men and who they were, who am I talking to this morning? Uh, we got to understand that same message uh, because we have uh, and we may have participated in some shameful acts uh, and many of us have Say amen somebody or maybe someone did something uh, that tried to lay shame on you uh, but in Jesus' The Christ, yeah. all of that can be wiped away if we let him tell somebody yes. there's no shame in my game. Yes. Hallelujah. 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 But it bears, it bears saying that even with all of that, an all-out war broke out yeah. because of what happened. But this morning, I want to move on in the text. I want to move on this morning because we got a couple of takeaways that we want to give you before we move into our communion service. The first thing I want you all to be reminded of, first thing, first thing I want to remind you of is that shame is real, but it doesn't have to remain. Yeah. Oh, I'm glad about that, Pastor Keith. Yes, I'm so glad about it. You see, the biggest issue uh with with the issue of shame is the torture of. Oh, God. You you see, we have an enemy of our soul uh, who wants us to replay the tape uh, over and over and over and over again. You see, his objective is to keep us bound and tied to our thoughts uh, of feelings uh, of humiliation. Uh, He wants us to stay down. Uh, He wants us to be defeated and destroyed. Uh, Can I tell you, church, this morning uh, that this is one of the greatest and the oldest tricks of the enemy. How many of you have had Oh, God, somebody needs to be free this morning. Why, why, why should I do that, Pastor? Why, why, why? Because there's a man, there's a man named Jesus uh, who wants all of us to drop our shame uh, and pick up his
0: approval.
1: Oh, God, uh, that you're still fearfully and wonderfully made. Uh, Oh, that you're still the apple of his eye. Uh, He wants us to carry the badge of honor. That comes with knowing him, uh, loving him, and serving him. uh. Point number one, uh, we know that shame is real. Uh, but God Almighty, Pastor Keith, uh, it does not have to remain. Yeah. Oh, I got something real quick to tell you, and I'm out of the way. I'm gonna move on out of the way. Second point, second point uh, is God does have a remedy for our shame. Yes, he does. Uh, oh yes, he does. We already told you from the from the Bible what God says about uh about it. Uh, uh when we are indecently exposed, uh, oh you know, you know, every now and then, every now and then. <laughs> You will you, see something on television, or or read something, or where 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 somebody has done something that was that was uh, that was pretty bad. Yeah, uh, yeah they, they 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 cheated. Uh, uh, they, they lied. Uh, uh, they 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 stole. Yeah. They, they did something. Uh, they 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 uh, hooked schools. They still call it that uh uh um uh, uh they they did something uh, yeah. uh truancy i, I think is it, the is the real proper name for where they mm-hmm. met somebody i know i got some teachers on the line they'll get me straight uh but 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 what happens is uh, people will do something uh, that that wasn't good and and they want to teach them a lesson you know, you ever seen that pastor key yeah. and, and so they'll 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 hang a sign on them and make them stand out on the side of the road so yeah. that when the cars go by, huh, they yeah. have a big sign to say, I I, "I, I messed up. Yeah. Huh, I cheated." You see, you see, some sometimes people want to expose uh, and, and your stuff and and make you feel shameful uh, uh, because they want to teach you a lesson. But 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 I came to tell somebody that God doesn't do us like that. When the world tries to expose us, oh God! Uh, when, when the world tries to lay that on us. Uh, God says I can help you and I can fix you and I don't have to embarrass you and I don't have to you don't have to have any regressions either you see you see he's Your God yeah, oh God, yeah. so now, so now, what you tell us back pastor, pastor, I've already told you, I already told you that God has a remedy for our shame, oh yes, he does, uh, Hallelujah, and already told you that shame is real, but it does not have to remain, and the third thing I'm going to tell you, and I'm gonna take my seat uh, is that shame hides in plain sight, uh, but good God from Zion, we don't have to be ashamed, oh God, oh God, oh God, there was. A writer who says about uh, goes by the last name of Bloom, who says that we often hide shame in our housework, in our yards. Oh God, we hide it on our computers and on our phones. Uh, hallelujah, our earphones, our TV, our Facebook, our Twitter. Oh yeah, we hide it in all of our social media platforms. Yeah. Uh, and somebody even said that their uh, shame is hidden is sometimes in the pulpit. Hallelujah! We hide right it in our busyness. We pro- we hide it in our procrastination. We hide it in our lies, uh, whether they're little white lies or little black lies, however you wanna call it. They're in indiv- diversionary conversations. Uh, a diversionary conversation really is a kind of conversation that really diverts uh, or tries to get around the real subject. Oh, come on, somebody! Yes. Or oh, we hide it. We hide it. We hide it in our timidity. Maybe we hide it in our bravery, our introversion or our extroversion. All of these things, all of these things we can use to cover up our sins. But he says, don't be ashamed. Don't be ashamed. Don't let the shame take you over. I know some of you have been hurting. You've been hurting in silence for a long, long time. That The shame has bowed your head. The shame has bit you over. You you, you wish you had a Jericho to stay until your storm passed over. Hallelujah. Some of you have had so much shame in your life uh, that you were unsure of what you were supposed to do. Uh, Hallelujah. You wish that the floor would just open up and swallow you whole, Uh, God. We seen it, we see it, we seen it. Some of you have been on that walk of shame that Pastor Keith talked about unemployment lines. uh, Hallelujah, you've been homeless, you have unwanted and uninvited circumstances that fell on you and that caused you to hang your head down, maybe even more than one time. But, but we stopped by this morning to tell you uh, yeah. that you don't have to have the shame in your game, uh, that yeah. there, is, <coughs> there is a man yeah. who can make the difference. Uh, Hallelujah. There needs to be no shame in your game, my brothers and sisters, because Jesus uh, has already born the cross uh, and the intricacies of our shame on that cross, he bore our humiliation on that cross and he bore our pain on that cross. He took all of our problems with him and it was placed on that cross. I hope uh, somebody understands the significance of the cross and the shame. Because you see, when you were on a cross, back in the Roman days, it really was a sign of shame, yeah. it was a shameful way to die. Yeah. But, hallelujah, Jesus changed that whole thing around. Yes, he said, I'll take it upon myself, yeah. so you will be shamed no more. Yeah. Oh. cross. He bore our pain on his cross. Yes. He hid our pitiful shame and all Amen. the conditions on the cross. And he turned our pain of the present yeah. into dignified power to live abundantly. Hallelujah. Oh, I feel some freedom. Yes, I feel some freedom this yeah, morning, yeah, Pastor yeah. Keith. Yeah. So I just want you all to remember there really is no shame in our game. We may not have done it all right. We may have messed up. People may have messed over us. But we don't have to live in that shame. Shame is real, but it doesn't have to remain. God has a remedy that will help us lose the shame. Shame my brothers and sisters hide sometime in plain sight. Well, we don't have to be ashamed for there is no shame in our game. Oh, bless the Lord this morning. Bless the Lord Lord this morning for this preached word. We pray that somewhere along the line that your souls have been edified and that you will call on Jesus name. If you are one of those people who have been walking out your life shrouded in shameful acts or things that have happened to you we say you're gonna be free today of all of those things yeah, yeah, yeah. it's a burden a burden it's our problem but our god has a remedy yes we thank you